Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome. <laughs> the worst time to get a cough. Damn you world. Welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. Uh, my name is Simon Miller. This is a Pro Wrestling Show. Thank you so much for joining me on this day, the 12th of May, 2020. If you're watching on YouTube, I will give you a salute. And you are damn right. We're going to talk about wrestling for the next 50 minutes or so. And, I mean, what a crazy announcement that was. I didn't see it coming. It was weird because if you were like me and you're always perusing the internet in some fashion... You will have seen all the rumors sort of come out a few hours before Raw. Now, we have so many wrestling rumors in 2020 that it's a bit like, yeah, whatever. This is someone that has started some nonsense and nothing's going to come of it and people are crazy. It happens a lot. It happens a lot. You can kind of find a rumor for anything. Like WWE was being sold to Disney six weeks ago. And it was like, I think that's happening, bro. But it did. It did happen. You know, again, it, it leaked that Becky Lynch. Well, it, it all leaked, really. Everything that happened. That, oh, no. There was an idea at first that Becky Lynch was going to swap her money in the bank briefcase for the title, which I always thought, well, that's a bit weird. Because if she's pregnant, she's going to be away for a while, more than a year, you'd have to imagine. But you never know. Um, but no, that's not what happened. Instead, as it turned out, in the briefcase, the women's one was the Raw Women's Championship. And of course, the reason they did that is they filmed the Money in the Bank matches weeks ago. And I would guess Becky Lynch only recently found out she was pregnant. I, I guess she must have been trying or something because we haven't seen a match for so long. But yeah, so that's what happened. Oscar become the new women's champion. Becky Lynch announces it. I loved it. And i tell you why I loved it, because it was real. Unfortunately, I've seen a load of people on the internet going, rah, rah, unbelievable, terrible. And that just, they're human beings, man. They're allowed to go and live their lives. They just so happen to do it in, you know, two different public spheres. I can't remember what Becky Lynch's real name is, but Rebecca something. Maybe it is Lynch. I don't know. Um, but she obviously has her real life and she has her Becky Lynch life. I just like, you know, to me, pro wrestling is at its best when there's a sense of realty to the realty, reality to the situation and where I can emotionally invest and see somebody kind of like happy with where their career has gone, a little bit upset that it's going to have to take a back seat for a while, but then also elated because she's going to have a baby. That's real, man. That's the kind of character depth I want. It's great. I can I can understand that from every single angle. And you don't have to want kids or not want kids to get your head around that. So yeah, I thought it was awesome. Oscar going absolutely nuts is the best. I think that's probably why they gave it to Oscar. I think Oscar has been the MVP for WWE since this uh, empty arena era started. I uh I, I I just I just I just like seeing people happy. And you can call me a nerd, you can call me a geek, you can say, but it's not good storyline telling. I don't care about storylines. I care about the fact that a lady who has worked really hard has now got a great little personal thing coming along too. What are you gonna get mad at that for? Um and it kind of bookended the whole show. You know, we saw clips of her celebrating with all the good guys, all the bad guys, kind of, you know, gave some jobs towards the baby, which I thought were quite lighthearted and fun. Saw her hugging Vince McMahon, I'm going to presume, so nobody goes, Oh well, she's definitely got heat with the office. <laughs> like you get all the time. I watch wrestling to be entertained. And I watch wrestling to be emotionally invested. And I got both of those with that opening segment. And I find it absolutely crazy some people who are... There's nothing wrong with saying, oh, I'm going to miss Becky Lynch, the wrestler. Yes, that's fine. That's good. That makes sense. But 
being negative on this, I think you you watch too much wrestling. <laughs> that's gonna that's my takeaway. If you're super mad at this, you need to find a different hobby, and you may need to go look in the mirror. That's all I'm saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Anyway, though, thank you to everyone joining me on YouTube right now. Remember, if you want more episodes, sign up to the podcast version on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. We're everywhere. Just search for Simon is Pro Wrestling Show or Simon Miller's Wrestling Show, and make sure you subscribe. And yeah, you get extra episodes. And some of those episodes feature my own Patreon members, which I'll pimp here as well patreon.com forward slash simon miller 316 uh you can you come on the podcast you get a t-shirt all that kind of stuff check it out there's a link in the description below if you are indeed watching live on youtube and uh, come follow me on twitter instagram at simon miller 316 shout out to pinsandknuckles.com for always supporting simon's pro wrestling show and if you'd like to chat to me today live you can do so in the chat and i will 100 make sure i answer all super chats because if you are going to support me financially i will support you by talking at the camera and referencing your name as non-wwe guy has done non-wwe guy welcome always good to see you uh, i forgot to mention this do you during your q a video which we did last week but anderson and gallows the canelis and tammy tonga tammy tonga tamatonga all have new podcasts out Yes, they do. It's true. I saw the Tamatonga one and I liked it a lot. I can't remember what he's calling it now. Good guy, Tamatonga, without wanting to pull the curtain back too much. But yeah, but good guy. Check out his podcast. Anderson and Gallows have got something big planned too. <clears throat> they mentioned that uh, they'd made a mistake where they re-signed in September of last year. And as soon as their non-competes are up, they're going to they're gonna bust out some, some noise. So I look forward to that because those two guys don't care in a good way. In a good way, they don't care. And shout out to one Rowdy Hunter in the Super Chat says, uh, a bit of a hole in the women's division now. Well, yes and no. I look at it like a positive thing. You know, let's uh, let's fill that hole. Let's figure out what we want to do. Let's figure out what's next for the division. Um, we can't solely rely on one person all the time. And that's what I hope we do now. It looks to me like we're heading in the direction of Shayna Baszler versus Oscar, which I think is a cool a cool program to do. I think Oscar as a face makes so much more sense because nobody was booing her anyway. She's dancing around the arena 75% of the time and everybody loves it. So it's, uh, it can seem silly to make her a bad guy. Admittedly, would it be cool if she went through some awesome story arc change? Of course. But when your backs are against the wall, such as an announcement like this, just do what you can. I'm happy to see her back that way. No Nia Jax on the show, which was interesting. I don't know where she fits into this. Um, pff, I mean, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax beat up Oscar last week. So maybe there is going to be some kind of three-way there. Maybe do that for a while. Maybe do Nia Jax versus Shayna versus the Kabuki Warriors and get Kari Sane, Kari Sane in there too. I don't know, but it does leave a hole. I agree with that, but I think that's where creative has to come in. Fill that hole. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin left, CM Punk left, The Rock left. Uh, Hogan left, Undertaker has left for all various reasons, some positive, some negative. And we've always found a way to uh, slip somebody else in there. So there's no reason why we can't do it now. The fascinating thing is this whole Seth Rollins approach we're going with with this. I don't know where the hell that the direction is. I like it, though. I like it for twofold. One, I like it because we've already moved Seth Rollins away from the world title picture, which is great. Because I enjoy having these one-and-done feuds. You can go back to it when you need to. But Drew McIntyre beat him. He shook his hand. Yeah, let him go off in another cool direction now and come back to it when you need. And focusing on Rey Mysterio, I'm never going to get mad at. You can say what you want about Seth Rollins. He's an incredible professional wrestler. And he kind of become Hobo Rollins. <laughs> he was all staring and disheveled. And he was elongating his gut to make it look like he was super out of shape, which I thought was kind of a cool touch. And we had this tag match between him and Murphy, Alistair Black, and uh, Rey Mysterio. And yeah, he just, stood, he just stared. He just stared off into the distance the entire time. 
And oddly, you know, he kind of encountered Rey Mysterio, who congratulated him on being a dad. So WWE are referencing it is going to be Seth Rollins. And yet that's the guy that Rey Mis- that Seth Rollins beat up. So there's definitely something to that. And I don't know where we're going. And I thought the actual beatdown itself was amazing. When he got Rey Mysterio's head and he was pushing it into that still uh, step, I understand it's not real, but I was a bit like, oh my gosh, I bought in. Honestly, I kind of like this. I think this Seth Rollins deranged character is more exciting than his leader character. Just do. Not that I'm not saying you can't go back to that too, but there's something in this. And also it means there's a fallout from what we saw. Again, planting of seeds, no problem with that. Rey Mysterio sold it great. If you're then going to go back to Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, I don't mind. I always enjoyed those matches, especially if it's presented in a different context. I just want to know what Seth Rollins' explanation for all of this is. Maybe he's maybe he's going to say he lost to Drew McIntyre because he was distracted about being a dad and now he doesn't know what to do and he's torn. I don't necessarily think I want them to hit it that hard, but there's no two ways about it. Rey Mysterio congratulated him for being a dad or about to become a dad and Seth Rollins went nuts. Also, when Rey Mysterio called him a dick, best promo in the last 10 years it was just so man what a dick it was so well delivered i love ray mysterio shout out to down lemon in the super chat who has to weigh in on this and says i'm glad they gave oscar the belt she deserves it but i hope they do something where someone gets some money in the bank briefcase i don't think they're going to i do agree with that if we're going to talk about slight negatives it is a shame that i think for like the third or the fourth year can't remember how long money in the bank has been going but essentially there's only ever been one time when a woman competitor has held on to the briefcase for longer than 24 hours maybe so that kind of sucks also oscar's in an amazing position where she was champion for a day and didn't know (laughs) until that day had expired but i i think the money in the bank briefcase but it's not the end of the world because sometimes having two can be overkill so if we, I just don't let Otis cash in too soon. As long as we let that one go a little bit, I'll be all right with it. But um, I, you know, who knows? Who knows what the plan is? It kind of feels like all, um, all cards are on the table at the moment because they've killed the brand split again. Of course, they, they did it even worse than the wild card last year when Drew McIntyre just said it, and I was like, wait, what? Did I miss something? What? I, I knew about it because I'm a nerd and a loser, and I look on the internet, but that didn't make any sense to me. And I can't imagine if you're just watching Raw, you'd be like, what do you mean what brand versus brand invitational warfare? And I get, I don't actually mind it this time. The wild card used to drive me up the wall. But I don't mind it this time because needs must. You know, when you have extenuating circumstances, you can get away with this stuff because I'm like, yeah, your ratings are dropping. You need to be able to inject something into the, uh, into the ether. And if that's what this is, totally get it. Totally get it. But they could have come up with something a bit better than Drew McIntyre just saying words. <laughs> so weird. My man Daz and Super Chat says, uh, not a fan of the wild card again. Corbin really on Raw. I don't mind if Drew McIntyre just beats him. You know, Corbin is still a name. And I think that helps Drew to a certain extent. And I don't even mind that it's Corbin. He's just the first one. But yeah, I think we need to to build these up a bit better. But hopefully we will. Maybe it was a last minute change and now they're just adjusting to it and uh, and we can go from there. I did enjoy everything with Austin Theory, Angel Garza, Andrade, Zelina Vega and Drew McIntyre. Again, just happening. Stuff just happens. But I, I don't mind the teasing between Angel Garza and Austin Theory falling out. You've got to do something with those guys. I don't want them to vanish into dust. Um, I would like to see Andrade in a proper US Championship feud. I don't get why we're not seeing that as of yet. Uh, but I, I don't mind him fighting Drew McIntyre. I like Drew McIntyre versus Andrade. I know we've seen it lots, but it's a really, really good match. We can probably put it to bed now. I think Andrade's been Claymore kicked enough in the face, given that he is his champion in his own right. But it was good. It was easy to watch, right? It was. Just, I thought all of Raw was easy to watch. And all of the things I heard about... 
that I expected not to like, I actually got a kick out of. Like the basketball match between the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders, I thought was suitably dumb. Wasn't a massive fan of R-Truth's Pretty Ricky character. I thought maybe that was the wrong side of dumb. And you've really got to be on the wrong side of dumb if I think it's dumb. But hey, look, if you liked it, more power to you. I'm very excited about MVP and Bobby Lashley being a team. If you have seen them together in TNA, you know they were great. But on top of that, it's just it feels like it will be the catalyst for putting Bobby Lashley in a world title program. And I'm not saying you have to go any longer than Drew McIntyre and Seth did. But I think Bobby Lashley deserves to have that chance and opportunity. He's been doing nothing for far too long. Flipping tires, the Lana thing. I would just cut all that off now. I would just get rid of the Lana thing as soon as you can. It didn't work. I think we can safely say that. The tire thing, don't know. But MVP and Lashley are a team. It's kind of weird because it seemed like we were going to do MVP and Apollo Crews as a team. But if that's going to lead to a feud between all those guys, or maybe even a faction of all three as a trio, I think they're probably, you know, they're safety in numbers in this respect. And I think they'll probably get a better push than if they were by themselves. So I keep my fingers crossed for that. Shout out to Qatar Jams and Beyond who says, uh, no, don't scan now, stupid Windows 10. Who do you prefer, DX or Evolution? I know, kind of an obsolete question, but figured I'd ask. Thank you. Uh, Evolution. I don't know why. I was never a massive DX fan back in the day. Not because I didn't like them. I did. But I was never a super duper DX fan. Can't tell you why. Just weird kid stuff. Something in my brain didn't compute. But Evolution I really liked. Because I love Triple H, I love Ric Flair. <clears throat> I was a big fan of Randy Orton, and Batista was jacked. And I am one of these wrestling fans that if you're jacked, I will like you. I'm Vince McMahon. David Estabrook in the Super Chat says, I've told my students I listen to you because you're so positive. They said it's an act. <laughs> if so, you're a great con man. Take my money. I love what you do. Thank you for that, David. Hey, man, it's perception is reality. So let's say I am acting. What difference does it make? Because you'd never know. But can you imagine? If I, do you know how exhausted I would be? I make a lot of videos. Too many, really. If I was being, <clears throat> if I had to put on this act every video, I would get to the end of the week and I'd be exhausted. Now, I am for other reasons. But not because I'm put on an act. I just like being positive. Because being positive doesn't mean, that some, it doesn't mean that you don't have negative moments. Of course you do. But it just means overall you try and be positive. I think that gets misconstrued. But no, I'm just a positive chap. Either way, happy-go-lucky. A non-WWE guy in the Super Chat says, hand on the heart for you, semi-wrestling-related question, who's a bigger poop emoji? There you go. Flipping Marks or Shayna Baszler? Well, not Flipping Marks. Uh, clearly Shayna Baszler. I thought Shayna Baszler came of age on Raw. I thought this new character, not really new character, but I thought this new... Well, look, put it like this. I love that she dissed Becky Lynch's kid because that's what a heel should do. I liked her match with Natalia a lot. It got ruined for me by what Natalia said beforehand. But again, ups and downs, 2 p.m. <laughs> BST, if you're watching this live, head up to What Culture Wrestling and subscribe. And subscribe to me as well, please, if you haven't already. And hit the like button. The like button is YouTube's favorite thing. But no, I like the match. It came across as just a big scrap, which is what I think Shayna Baszler is best at. But no, I think, I think now we can, we can push Shayna harder. We didn't really know if she was going to go back into a feud with Becky Lynch. Obviously, now she's not. So if you... You put Oscar in that position instead. I, we've always seen what Oscar and Shayna Baszler can do. We know that's good. We just need story and we need narrative and we need momentum. So, yeah, I'm all right with that. My man, Matt Moore, says, AJ Styles, I'm going to read it as the king. Uh, hope you're well, Miller. AJ Styles is my, he's my sort of, not my favorite wrestler. He's just great is what I'm trying to say. Everything he does is brilliant. 
He came back from the dead. He made it brilliant. And even he himself admitted that he would have liked to have come back maybe with a different character or a different edge. Kind of sounds like they needed him back. So he came back maybe a little bit before was necessary. But he still made that great. The Boneyard match was great. When he was freaking out at Money in the Roof <laughs> with the Undertaker picture, that was great. Of course, we haven't talked about the Money on the Roof uh, match here. It seemed to divide people. So let me know in the chat whether you liked it or not. Just a yes or a no. I, uh, I loved it because it was dumb. And I kind of found it incredible that people said, oh, the ending was stupid when AJ fumbled the case. How does that mean he's not the winner? Think of everything else you saw in that match. Like, you can't take any of it. So you can't say, oh, I was happy for it to be dumb for 22 minutes, but then the, the, the finish was dumb and therefore... It, no, I, I, I disagree. Like, that's, that's just what they were doing. I just, to me right now, entertainment wise, I think all wrestling companies should just be, just do whatever the hell you want. And entertain yourselves, have fun, and nine times out of ten you'll entertain me too. That's usually how it works. Serious wrestling is the best wrestling, of course. Like WrestleMania 17, the build to Austin versus The Rock. You legitimately think they're going to kick the crap out of each other. But we're not in that situation now. We don't have any fans, blah, 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 boring, boring, boring. So we should just be creating these little nuggets of joy that people can get off on every week. And that's what I thought the Money on the Bank match was. I really, really did. I liked seeing WWE Jim. I liked Oscar jumping off the balcony. The doink thing sucked. But, you know, you can't, you can't have everything. Some of the cameos obviously made sense, depending who they could, uh, they could get their hands on. I, I just thought it was, it was exactly what I wanted it to be. And when Baron Corbin chucked Rey Mysterio and Alistair Black off the roof, I was just laughing my ass off. Like, he just killed those people. I mean, they came up with some ridiculous reason on Raw. There was a second roof like a second gunman on the grassy knoll. But it was it was legitimately dumb, like I say, and I was all right with that. And I thought everybody played their parts. And also, I was really happy with the winners. I couldn't believe there was such backlash. Like Oscar doesn't need it. Otis doesn't need it. All I've seen over the last few weeks is people in support of these guys and saying that you want them to have a push. Well, a great way to have a push is to have the money in the bank briefcase. It's a sign of approval by the office, if you will. So, I mean, who else did you want to win? I mean, everyone all week, oh, not Baron Corbin, not Baron Corbin. Oh, it was with, oh, I can't believe it. Which just goes to show some people, some people will never be happy. But I just, I think, even if Otis goes after the tag team titles, I saw a lot of nay saying to that. But I think that's awesome if he goes after the tag team titles. Because A, it's something we've never seen before. But also, hopefully, it means that WWE is going to start focusing on their tag team division and tell you, hey, ho, the tag titles actually mean something to the point somebody won money in the bank and decided to use that opportunity for the tag titles. I mean, it just stands to reason. If somebody does do that, it means it must be as important as the other titles in the company. And that's what we need right now. I think the WWE title feels quite strong. Universal Championship may be a little bit less. The IS and US titles are basically non-existent. And we have a great tag team division right now, but we need to reamp the belts. And that's how you do it with little things like that. You teach the audience. Oh, no, you have to take these things seriously. They're not just toys or props. So, yeah, I have no problem with Otis winning. And I have no problem with Otis down the line if he wants to go for a normal world title shot either. It's different. And right now, especially, you're able to do different. Maybe it works. And maybe Otis becomes the biggest star ever. You laugh and you roll your eyes, but nobody, not everyone thought Stone Cold Steve Austin, when he was the ringmaster, was going to change the wrestling world. And some people like to pretend that they did, but they did not. Hence why WCW fired him. These are experts and they kicked him out of the company. So I like the difference of it. The rest of the matches I thought were kind of null and void, which I expected anyway. Loved Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. I th it was real shame there was no crowd for that because I just thought it was so much fun to watch. Um... 
it was a fine pay-per-view. And I mean fine in the literal sense. Not a fine pay-per-view. I mean, it was fine. It was okay. I only went on for two hours and 20 minutes. And now the rumor is, is that Vince McMahon actually wants to do shorter pay-per-views while the epidemic goes on. If that is the case, that is a silver lining. Flipping a year. I don't need five hour plus pay-per-views. That two hours and 20 minutes sailed by. It was like watching Raw if you don't have to watch it with the adverts. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. So there's an absolute plus. I know not all of it was great, but it doesn't have to be. It really, really didn't have to be. I'm amazed we even got a pay-per-view, but I did like the money on the roof match. I did. And um, I like the winners. You can say that I was wrong. Matt Moore agrees, kind of. And he says, does this mean an Otis and Mandy live sex celebration? Wrestling is weird and wonderful. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think we need that. I don't think we need to go back to Edge and Lita, although they did do a good rating when they did do that. Um, but you should do something with it. There's, there's, a, there's a, a sort of fantasy booking thing going around the internet now that Mandy Rose screws Otis out of his briefcase and actually realigns herself with somebody else. I don't know if I want to see that. But I guess if executed correctly, it could be the making of Mandy Rose. And um, think how much sympathy you'll have for Oscar. Oscar, You'll have for Otis after that. So I'm not entirely against it. Again, it's all about how you go about doing it. But uh, I don't need any live sex celebrations. I know, uh, but I don't. <laughs> I just don't. And my man, uh, Jiff and Shu Duet in Super Chat says, No time to see. Uh, no time, no see. Couldn't find time to see you, TC. TC. I don't know what that means. But I appreciate you all the same. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching. Uh, if I work it out, I will definitely let everybody know. Not in the know. The Super Chat says, I'll miss Becky, but happy for her. What do you want them to do with Otis? And that's a different kind of a question. I don't mind. Um, I don't mind anything they do with him. I don't want him to lose it. I don't want him to be a patsy, right? Like Baron Corbin was. And again, unless they come up, they do the screw job with Mandy Rose. That could actually, you know, as I say, be the making of some characters. But no, I would like to... I would like to see him cash in for the tag titles because I think it, it brings Tucker back into the mix. And I think it, like everything I just said, happens. But if he wants to cash it in for a random world title match down the line, why the hell not? Why can't he become champion? Jack Swagger was champion for a while and everyone thought that was a bit grating. Otis has far much more love than he, than he does. I wouldn't mind it. Let's give it a go. Let's give it a whirl. If it doesn't work, you try again. That's kind of how I saw the basketball segment on Raw between the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits. I, was th I so thought it was going to be ri too ridiculous, even for me. But I actually thought it was balanced well. And I just like the fact that we weren't in the performance center. I like the fact that we were outside. It kind of reminded me of the Mr. Perfect skits back in the day. And there isn't anything wrong with that. So why not continue on that line of thinking by putting new people into scenarios you wouldn't have expected otherwise? And I heard people reacting to Otis before they had to leave the buildings. They liked him. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not against it. I, I don't need to see the same people fighting for the titles all the time. I'm happy for some other people to get a chance. My man Daz and Super Chat said, I loved Oscar's uh, organic reaction to Becky. It was awesome. Yeah, you see, it was awesome. And that's why I liked it, because it was real. When wrestling is real, wrestling is the best. That is a proven fact. It's why, talking about Edge and Lita, they became such big heels, because they had this real situation with Matt Hardy, and everyone was like, well, you're scum. I can boo you well easy. I don't have to feel bad about that at all. And it's the same with... It's the same with Becky Lynch. I can't, if you're not elated for her, I just think you're a bit of a sociopath. <laughs> How can you not be happy for someone you like having a baby? Anyway, we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about the crazy people. Um, my man Dan in the Super Chat says, Hand on the heart for you. The only thing missing from money in the bank was Repo Man. Dan, the only thing missing from wrestling is Repo Man. Don't forget, we haven't really seen Repo Man since WrestleMania 17. 
That was a long-ass time ago with the, with the gimmick Battle Royal. Bring him back. Lamel KH2 in the Super Chat says, That whole Becky Oscar sequence is a golden Oscar up. Damn right, my friend. You can find out what it gets at 2 p.m. BST over on What Culture Wrestling. Make sure you subscribe. But again, I think I've made my, uh, my feelings clear. It just... Wrestling is not important. I love wrestling and it's one of my favorite things in the world, but it is not as important as real life and reality. Hence why the coronavirus, I've said the word now, get away with once, has to come first and real life has to come first. And pregnancy right now should be celebrated and like, woohoo, hey. And especially that's the reason she's got to go away. If she's pregnant, I'm pretty sure you are more susceptible to that kind of things. So we need to protect her and we absolutely should. Talking about that, I don't know whether we mentioned the Roman Reigns stuff from last week. I don't think so. Uh, When he was on TMZ Sports. And just said, look, the reason I'm not coming back at the moment is because I just had new twins. So congratulations to him as well. And I got to protect my family and I got to protect my children. Absolutely. That's the end of that one. No more of this WWE is erasing him from history. It does sound like Vince McMahon doesn't know how to treat the situation, which is fine. I don't think there's any bad blood there. If they were doing anything negative, I would have a different thing to say. But no, it just is. If they want to cut him out of things, I think it's ridiculous. But I don't. as long as it's not done with heat on Roman Reigns. You have to do that. You have to put yourself first. Sport, if we want to call wrestling sport, is not is not important right now. I don't know whether you're into football, but Danny Rose, the Premier League Newcastle player, plays with Spurs too. You know, he came out and said, this is all ridiculous. We need to protect lives first. And it's true. We do. So when we do actually get some nice news, I think we should jump all over it. Tom Talks Rubbish in the Super Chat says, I'm happy for Becky and Seth. How can you not be if Becky never returns? She has done enough for Hall of Fame. Oh, man, yeah. But look, if you're in WWE right now, you're probably going in the Hall of Fame. That's just what they do. Uh, but I still think Becky Lynch is a little bit above that as well. Like Becky Lynch is basically a year and a half run. I'll say November 2018. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's pretty much a year and a half. Just a bit over. I think has been great. And I think she has cemented herself as one of the most important people in the company. I think that's proven the fact that she made this announcement and everyone goes crazy. You know, if uh, Kyrie Sane had done it, it wouldn't be getting the same kind of press. And that's because Becky Lynch is not only the top woman in WWE, but one of their top wrestlers. Absolutely no doubt. To me, it goes Roman Reigns uh, and then Becky Lynch is the next person on the, on the list. I, I I really do think that now. I say it out loud too. I think she carries that much weight. My man T-Dog in the super chat said, I like Lashley and MVP teaming up. Me too. For goodness sake, let's massively hope we go all the way with that. We know they have chemistry. We've seen it. And MLKH2 in the super chat says, as if I haven't subscribed for years, Oscar up. Well, I appreciate that, my friend. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, and other than that, Raw was, again, Raw just kind of, it, it ticked on by. It, it, it was fine. Um... Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin. It's a, it's a one and done. Jinder Mahal kind of acting like a baby face, but I think he'll turn and go after Drew after a bit. I don't mind that again, as long as Drew McIntyre wins. I love the Edge versus Randy Orton stuff at the end. Those two guys, to me, are operating on another level at the moment, and they seem to almost thrive in this no crowd, this no crowd atmosphere. I like it because it's really hard to try and justify having a normal match after a stipulation match too. But they absolutely were able to pull it off because there was logic there, which is all you ever need. And the logic, of course, was, okay, Ed, you came back at the Royal Rumble, a gimmick match, and you threw me out. Okay, Ed, you came back in a last man standing match, and you beat me after twonking my head with a chair. But you're not better at me in the ring. You're not better than me as a wrestler. So just take me on -on one-on-one. Take me on -on one-on-one, and we'll go from there. That's great. That's great. And Edge kind of, you know, sold it. I thought the selling was a little bit weird. I'd rather Edge was a bit more like, yeah, you want to go? Let's go. However, I get it. He sold it as if maybe there was some truth in this. And he hasn't wrestled since 2009. uh, 11, sorry. And Randy Orton is one of the best. That's how he's always been painted. Whether you agree with it or not, the character has always been painted that way. 
And I, I don't mind them going round again. In fact, anything. I think it's good that they have a proper exhibition match, quote unquote, because the last man standing match at WrestleMania kind of divided people down the middle. I liked it, but I agreed that it was too long. So, uh, but I thought it was a great ending to Raw. Again, it felt like a main event. It felt like big guys. It felt like stars. Whether or not that affects the rating, I don't know. But that's the impression that I got. And uh, I liked it. I, re I really, really did. There was, there was two thumbs up. Two thumbs up from me. Some people asking about the Alberto Del Rio situation. I'm not going to comment on it until I know what the fallout is. I mean, the uh, the the information, the news, the alleged details are that he you know harassed this woman. You know, that's what's come out. But it's proper serious stuff. And yeah, until I know everything, I will refrain from commenting. But if it is true, there are no words anyway. I, sometimes I read things that other humans do to humans and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? 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 It, it, it's unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable. So yeah, we'll, we'll skim over that. I think that was everything that happened on Raw. Let me just check my uh, my notes. Unless I... I think I screwed up. I have screwed up. Where are my notes? <laughs> Imagine you knew. Imagine, oh, Simon, there you, you click the wrong button. You, <laughs> you click the wrong button. You got to go in here. Uh, so we talked about Becky Lynch, of course. Talked about Bobby Lashley. I'm excited about it. The fallout of Zelina's Angels, as I've called them. I don't know why. Um, oh, the Iconics were back. Look, here's my thing with the Iconics. I love the Iconics. The characters, they crack me up. They're like cartoon characters, so they can get away with anything. I'm just, in terms of WWE, it is different when we're talking about different promotions because they have different histories. But in WWE, I'm so bored of people coming out. Can we have a title shot? No. Okay, let's have a normal match. Great. Now we're having title shots. It's not bad. It's just uninvented. There are other things you could have done, I felt. But I did like that match. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus those two. I thought it was good. I just like the Iconics. They're proper, proper assholes. And that's what I want from my heels. They're just so over the top and loud and obnoxious in the way that they're meant to. And I was happy to see them back. Kind of once again flies a flag in all these crazy speculation that, oh, they're coming back with a new gimmick. Oh, they're going to have a new gimmick. And they just come back as the Iconics. But I'm pleased with that. I like the Iconics. The Iconics are fun. I don't, I don't want anyone. I don't want to take away the fun thing. I think you could still have done more with them. I really, really do. Tom Talks Rabbits in the Super Chat says, uh, if WWE and Roman continue on bad terms and he goes to AEW, would they crack a million? This is all hypothetical. Want your opinion. Well, they're not on bad terms. The internet has made up they're on bad terms. They're fine. You can tell they're fine. They just aired a one-hour Roman Reigns special on FS1. And he was all over the WWE offices. They just It's an interesting situation. Uh, but yes, of course, if Roman Reigns made that jump, the internet community alone would be so intrigued, they would all go and watch AEW. But it's not going to happen. He's never going to go. John Cena's never going to go. I doubt Randy Orton will ever go. Hulk Hogan. There are a few people that are WWE for life. The Miz. Um, and that's... Uh, and that's all good. Uh, please do throw anything question-wise in the Super Chat, should you so wish. And thank you to everyone who has done it already. Uh, didn't like the Shane Thorne, Brendan Vink, MVP, Red Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, our truth stuff. Just because I don't understand what I'm meant to think of Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. They lost. They get a push. They win. Now they're losing again. Again, the pretty Ricky stuff. I love our truth He can make anything entertaining. And it was to a point, but... Yeah, I don't know. I love the Seth Rollins match. I just got that down here. I just saw it again. I loved it. We won't talk about it again because we've already gone through it. But yeah, her, him, her and Baszler, they were the people that I watched and I was just like, oh man, just, just great. Just great all around. I thought it was an all right episode of Raw. There were certainly things that made me roll my eyes, like the DQ in the Seth match and Bobby Lashley in general and the line from Italia about the miracle of birth, which didn't sound like anything I've ever heard in my entire life. But... <laughs> 
I, I thought it was easy to watch, and I thought we hit the reset button quite well in the sense of... Um, I know that we're now heading to Backlash and I can see where we're going and I can see the little things coming together and I don't actually think it's that bad uh, at all. As someone just said in the comments here, what are your thoughts on the ref stopping the tag match too early? I hated that. I really did. Especially because minutes earlier in the Iconics match, we'd seen them double team. Seth touches Rey Mysterio and it's a DQ. Now these things do not matter. It's professional wrestling. It's nonsense. But you have to have certain bylaws or a certain structure. Otherwise, not only do I get confused, again, when I have to try and explain it to people, they look at me like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I've been watching this 30 years and I still don't know. And I get where they were trying to go with it, but just wait until he throws him into the barricade, until he pushes his eye into the still stairs. Then DQ him. It just, uh, it just seems all over the place. But I liked it. That's the key. Not that bit, but Raw in general, I did like. Uh, a few people mentioned the Undertaker Last Ride documentary too. Yeah. I mean, you've got to watch it. I mean, the best thing that has ever happened is Netflix documentaries because they have clearly now influenced WWE. If you've seen The Last Dance or anything like that, I mean, the inspiration is clear, but there's nothing wrong with that. It is an incredible look into Mark Calloway, as we'll call him. Completely raw, completely honest. No holding back. You see things that you never thought you'd see. That's an Oasis song. <laughs> I, I get, it sucks they're only releasing one a week because I would binge watch that in an evening if I, if I could. It's I think it's the best. I've only seen one episode. And I think it's one of the best things the, the network has done. And from now on, screw 24s or 365s. or Just do this. Come up with bespoke original documentaries. And I get none of them will be as good as this one because you have 30 years worth of protection of a character. That's why it comes across so, so great. But the behind-the-scenes access and the way it's shot and the quality... It is great, and I would implore everybody, if you're not planning to watch The Last Ride by The Undertaker, change that and go. It's worth it's worth buying the network for a month. You get it free anyway, but it is worth reactivating your network subscription for a month. I can't believe the other four episodes are going to suck. In fact, most people say they get better and better as they go on. Um, but no, I thought it was fantastic. I really, really did. Really, really good stuff, and I can't wait to the next one. I think it's next Sunday it will drop. Um, uh, yes, that sounds about right. Daz in the Super Chat says, why was Lana shouting at MVP? Did I miss something? Because MVP said he'll manage Bobby Lashley now. And obviously Lana sees herself as the manager, even though she's his wife. And she didn't like that, although she should step aside and we should have MVP and Bobby Lashley. They'd be a great team. I promise you this. I'm trying to think if there's any other news. We talked about money in the bank. Yeah, it was okay. Like I say, I, I thought the build to the, the main match was awesome. Not everyone agreed. That's okay. You don't have to like it. If you didn't want to, Leo Rush has said he may never come back to wrestling, which would be a shame. Talking to Bobby Lashley, I, I th apparently we broke that stuff up for political reasons, but it sucked. They were great together. They absolutely could have done more with them. I always thought that was a drop ball. Um, you should check out all the Zack Ryder stuff if you haven't already. He's, he's basically just giving you a window into everything that happened 10 or so years ago, and it flipping rocks. Uh, MLW in talks with Mike Tyson is a thing I read. Now, if you've seen all the Mike Tyson stuff recently, you know that he could still kill us all and can still whip all our asses. But um, yeah, apparently MLW Court Bauer has sort of reached out to him and said, look, you always wanted to be in wrestling. Why don't you come join our organization? I don't know what they would do. I don't know who he would fight. I don't know if he wants to do exhibition matches, if he could then uh, go and do that as well. But apparently a conversation has happened. What that means, I don't know. I, I, I have no, no clue. But I am hugely intrigued to see what Mike Tyson uh, does based on that one video alone. And if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. We should probably talk about Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt from the pay-per-view too. 
I didn't think it was anything special. I didn't even necessarily think it was good, but I like the execution of it. There's that word again. And it was mostly down to Bray Wyatt. I think when you have Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt fighting, there is so much you can do with that. And it just puts a smile on my face. I think it's, um, I just think it's incredibly entertaining. I, the, the stuff with the sheep mask was slightly ridiculous. I, w- I will grant you that. And a little bit amateur dramatics. And I don't necessarily need to see The Fiend versus Braun Strowman. What I'm hoping is that if they do do it a backlash, it's another cinematic match. Or not, I don't think we need a Firefly Funhouse match take two because it will never be as good as the John Cena one. But if there is a way to shoot something that breaks it up from the norm, I think that would be good. I think you need that for pacing at the moment. You know, being in the uh, being in the the performance center and over and over can be quite exhausting. I find so. But I, I saw a lot of people be like, "Oh, it's crap! It's so rubbish! I hated it." I was like, "It wasn't." I don't think it, rubbish is not a word I would use to describe it. I don't know. I, I I was intrigued by it. I don't know whether Braun Strowman works as Universal Champion yet. I just think Bray Wyatt is great. I think that's the main key. I think his dedication to his character rocks. Shout out to Matt Moore in the Super Chat who says, The Last Ride on the Network is immense stuff. It is immense stuff. Please do check it out. Um, if you, I, I just, You're just going to like it. I just know. I just know. Um, unless you don't like it. But even if you don't like The Undertaker, again, it's why the WrestleMania... It's why I was, I'm, I've always been happy that the WrestleMania streak was ended. Because for that visceral reaction that we got and that you can only get after building something up for that long. It's the same with this documentary. You could do a behind the scenes on The Rock on the, uh, on Steve Austin, but we've seen it. We know who they are as people. We don't really know Mark Calloway. And now this is it. We are essentially putting putting the kayfabe aspect of that for, to bed. And we should be doing that. Of course we should. Because you, you, you've put in the time, you've invested the time so that when we do do this, it feels really exciting. Which is why, again, there's more criticism here. Oh, it's the death of the Undertaker character. No, it's not. The Undertaker character will live on forever. That legacy for me is cemented. He should retire whenever the hell he wants to retire. Who the hell am I to tell him what to do? I'm a bald moron. So... Uh, yeah, as my man T-Dog just said in the Super Chat, going back to what we were just talking about, I thought Braun versus Bray had great storytelling. Me too. I thought that the sheet masking was too much for me personally and my tastes, but I liked the idea. And I don't want to just crap on WWE for trying new things because, again, I don't want to repeat myself, but I do appreciate it at the moment. I think you, you should take advantage of the situation. Uh, I don't think anything else has gone on that we need to talk about. AEW looks quite good this week, uh, especially... Uh, Dark has a really, really cool lineup, given that it's um, their free YouTube show. And other than that, yeah, there's nothing too major. Well, the Becky Lynch thing is the major one. We knew. Well, say the Becky Lynch one is so big that no one's talking about the brand split ending either. The brand split to me is a big deal. I think so. The fact that we've gone back to this wildcard rule kind of thing we created, we created last year. I don't know if it will help or not. I guess because the reason they're doing it is they have a lackadaisical roster anyway. So they need to bolster that by by bringing everybody, being able to have two shows. But look, you know, put Daniel Bryan on Raw. I'm all right with that. Um, who else could go across to, to Buddy Murphy doing some stuff on SmackDown? Yeah, I mean, is it going to make me watch? I mean, I watch them anyway, but would I watch more of them? Maybe if you tell, uh, tell a good enough story. I don't know how it ties into NXT either, but again, at least we've... At least we've kind of been smart with this. And we haven't just had Vince McMahon come out and go, it's a wild card rule. Also, how good was that cameo by Vince McMahon at Money on the Bank? I loved it. I loved it. It was so dumb, so stupid. Apparently, there was an order that you're not allowed to mess up Mr. McMahon's office. He was writing in a yellow legal pad. Maybe he was writing the show as it was, <laughs> as it was going on. 
just thought it was silly, man. And I, I waking up on a Monday, that's when I watched it because I needed some sleep on Sunday. Waking up on a Monday and getting that in my life, there are there are far there are fast work, far worse things. Uh, right, for the next few minutes or so, I'll open it up for just random questions and answers because the major thing is Becky Lynch, and I think we put that to bed. Nothing else huge is, has come out the other side. Sometimes we can rant and rave for an hour on these things, but it is, I mean, I guess that's a shame that we're coming out the end of a pay-per-view and it's something that happened on Raw that we're so focused on as opposed to, oh my gosh, this pay-per-view was great. But that's just going to be the way uh, the way for a while, I, I, kind, of, I kind of feel. Um, but I did enjoy Raw. I did enjoy the pay-per-view. And we'll see what they do on SmackDown. I don't know if Drew McIntyre will turn up to do something to Baron Corbin. I presume we'll get some uh, continuation of Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. Uh, they're going to do something with the IC title, actually, we should talk about. Um, apparently, Sami Zayn has taken enough time off television. And now the future of the Intercontinental Championship must be decided. So either he's going to go to the tapings or they're going to give it to somebody else. It seems a bit weird to me because they've never cared about that title before. But I don't know. I'd rather they didn't take it off Sami Zayn. I like Sami Zayn as the IC champion. But again, again, we'll wait and see. Ark of the Wild and Super Chat says, I'll admit I'm curious about Jinder's return. The whole hero's return he mentioned yesterday could be interesting. Needs a new finisher, though. You don't have a Kalas? I know what you mean. It's all right. Yeah, I couldn't work that one out. I couldn't work that one out. I was like, is it a trick? And he's actually going to beat up Drew McIntyre, which is fine. Or is he just going to be a babyface? Because I do think Jinder Mahal is quite likable. Especially when you chat to him in real life, not personally, but seeing him interviews. He's quite a likable chap. So there's something there. I don't know. I don't know. And Drew McIntyre does need somebody after Baron Corbin, which is probably going to be Bobby Lashley now. So maybe that's why they've turned Jinder. I don't have an answer for that. But I'm, cu- I'm curious to Ark of the Wild. And I think that's important, right? If the intrigue seed has been planted, it can't all be bad. So yes, I agree, but I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, what do you think about AJ? I think he's the best thing ever. How are you, Johnny Sins? <laughs> no one's ever called me that before. Hilarious. Uh, Otis should give the briefcase to Mandy Rose to show how much he cares about her. No, that doesn't make any sense. Don't do that because it's meant to have a contract for a men's title shot in the men's one. That's, that's too convoluted. We've given it to Oscar now. Let's just move forward. Done and dusted. Otis should cash it in as and when he sees fit. Um, I thought Becky was bigger than Roman at the moment. Can Drew fill the void? Well, we don't know. Because the void comes in the fact that ratings are in the toilet because of everything else that's going on. That is a huge factor. I'm sure there's some people just don't want to watch. Uh, I, ima- I think if there were fans, Drew would be super over right now. He was great at Money in the Bank. That match was awesome. The handshake at the end was awesome. His kicking out of one thing is awesome. You know, like he's all silly and goofy, but then, you know, he looks like he could murder you. There's so much good in Drew McIntyre. I think that he'd be a, a huge deal. I think he'd absolutely be able to fill the void. But the void isn't... It's not a Becky Lynch-shaped void. It's an audience-shaped void. I still think that's more important. Uh, somebody wants Manny Rose to be universal champion. Why not? Get people talking. Um, Otis needs a new finisher. The Caterpillar is more of a signature move. And if he changes his finisher, it should be called the Butterfly Effect. I will give him a call. And I shall tell him. T-Dog also agrees. Super chat. Good CT. I hope more pay-per-views are as short as Money in the Bank. Absolutely. And that does seem to be the rumor. Have backlash at two and a half hours. Two and a half hours is a dream for a pay-per-view. I couldn't believe it. Because I was watching it on the network after the fact, and when you load it up, it says what the total running time was. I thought, oh, screwed up. I got a problem. No. Seven million out of ten. Money out the anus is back. Moda, my man. Simon, hope you're well. Did you get my message through your DMs? Yes, I take a long time to get through, through DMs. Many reasons. It ties into my mental health. Don't worry about it. I have MLW on my watch list. I'm a huge Von Erichs fan since 1983. Ross and Marshall on there. Brian Pillman's son too. Tyson would be awesome. 
I used to. I, I called. I sort of caught up with the Von Erics when I was going through my what did I miss phase. And I don't think every wrestling fan has to do this. Uh, certainly not. But it's it's something that if you do have the inclination to uh, peruse, you should do it. Seeing how popular the Von Erics are in Texas and then learning about their horrible fate that happens afterwards and the dark side of the ring does a great job for that. You, It's kind of incredible. Like when the territory system in wrestling was still going and we talk about the Stone Colds and the Rocks and everyone like that, but man, you had these huge superstars in certain areas of the country and the Von Erichs absolutely fit into that category. They are... I just let you do it for yourselves, but it's a great shout to check out the Von Erichs and you can... You do that with the Inokis in Japan, and obviously Flair in the South, and all these kind of uh, all these kind of uh, uh, companies. It, it's it's good. It's, it's good to kind of see where wrestling came from. I find it's a good route down history, and the WWE Network will give you loads of that. Even seeing someone like Junkyard Dog, Junkyard Dog kind of gets a bad rap these days. But when you see how popular he was, it doesn't even matter. He's not the best wrestler in the world. People just flip and love him. Go head over the hills for him. It's it's quite incredible. So um, yeah, I would certainly suggest if you uh, if you are bored at the moment, you should you should do it. Do you think Money in the Bank is one of the big pay per views in WWE's calendar? Yeah, I think it's bigger than Survivor Series. Not this year for obvious reasons, but yeah, I think it I think it trumps Survivor Series. Tom talks rubbish in the super chat. Says, <laughs> do you think Seth and Drew's handshake was because of the baby? <laughs> no, I think it was just a way to make Drew McIntyre look like a good sport to kind of show that there was some level of respect there. It's just painting Drew McIntyre as a great person and a fearsome warrior. And that's what we should do with our baby faces. Not everyone has to be stone cold, right? I don't need to see him stun Seth Rollins after the fact. This is Drew McIntyre. And it did make me like him more. So it worked. And I'm going to presume that it's also the catalyst for crazy hobo Seth Rollins. <laughs> so funny. When he was stood there just sticking his gut out. It was like those before after pictures. I was like, this is hilarious, Seth. This is a good character. He hadn't wet his hair. I hope he sticks with it. I think there's something in it. Uh, who do you think challenges the Fiend at SummerSlam? Oh, man, I have no idea. S SummerSlam is so far away right now. I couldn't even tell you. Re I, I, backlash, I would presume Bobby Lashley. But so much could change even in the next few weeks. Uh, someone says, "Do you? what do you think about the Seth Rollins character at the moment? I love it. Hobo Seth, as I'm going to call him. Homeless Rollins. Um, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what they do with it. I liked his ferocious side, and then it was almost like he stayed. It's a bit like Jekyll and Hyde character. And we haven't really had a Jekyll and Hyde character for a while. So, no, I liked it. I like Seth Rollins. I think uh, he had that bad patch towards the end of 2019. And hopefully we're out the other side of it. My man, Money Out the Anus. I'm from Texas, and the Von Erics were rock stars here. Everyone needs to check it out if you are a true wrestling fan. It is true. Um, I don't think necessarily, like, I know some people are like, oh, if you don't go watch the old tapes, you're not a real fan. I wouldn't say that, but I think you're doing a disservice to yourself. I think you get a kick out of it. I agree with that. Somebody wants Otis to be the US president. Why the hell not, right? Why the hell not? Uh, how would you write Seth off TV? Has to leave for safety. Go read some news. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, are you going to up those downs from last night's Raw? Yes, three minutes. Well, probably not for three minutes because I was late today. Uh, but at some point in the next hour over on What Culture Wrestling, yes, definitely check it out. Um, and Simon, will you be on WWE or AEW? I love watching you wrestle. Plus, you make me laugh on how you slap your head. I'm surprised you don't get headaches. Oh, I do. Don't believe everything you see on the internet. But that's very kind. Who knows what the future holds? Alas, for the time being, 
no wrestling shall be happening uh, from an independent level as it's all closed down. And on that note, I will give you a salute and say thank you so much as always for joining me and supporting me. Uh, if you could all smash the like button before you go, that would rock. Also do the same with the subscribe button. That would be great as well. Uh, come follow me on Twitter and Instagram at simonmiller316, patreon.com forward slash simon316 you can come on the podcast i'll send you a t-shirt you can get a postcard you can get a cameo-esque video there's a load of options there i like to treat it as a shop so you get something back from me uh, and yeah what culture wrestling right now go subscribe so you can keep an eye on ups and downs and everything else they do and i'll just have more fitness videos and bodybuilding videos and wrestling videos throughout the week uh, but thank you so much and that's about it really yeah take care of yourselves have a good tuesday is it it is tuesday of course it's tuesday i'll talk to you soon